I think this is the first time we've had someone with an O at the end of their name. I kind of want to stretch it out. Mario! Like, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for over 20 years and have seen just about everything. And as messed up as we are, we are ready to bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every ministry leader has. Welcome, Mario. Hey, how you doing, boys? How's everybody? I, I tried to steal Chris's thunder. Chris always likes to introduce the guest. Ah, you, you always to toss it, it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got Mario <laughs> Costabile here. Uh, he is uh, he is with Array of Hope. Um and man, he's done just about everything. He's the executive director at Array of Hope, um, obviously a devout Catholic and family man, but he's done production for music and film and television, uh, worked with VH1 uh, pop-up video. I don't know if that's the one, but that's my memory. You know, you go back to VH1 <laughs> those days. Video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> MTV, Discovery <laughs> Channel, uh, you name it. And uh, and he's he's the last uh, the last number of years he's focused all of that skill set and really orientated it towards making an impact in the church and now more than ever I think that that gift that skill set being orientated to the church is so vital in the midst of this pandemic so Mario tell us a little bit about yourself yeah well that, that was a nice introduction uh, yeah I uh, by trade I'm a music and film producer I did that for uh, 40 years and um, I had a reversions back to Catholicism and the church when I uh, breached my 50s. I'm a little older than you guys. I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> what was I, it uh, in the 50s that did that, though? I'm, I'm really curious. Well, I'm going to tell you. You know, as you get older, um, at least for me, I started to um, question, you know, life, uh, existence of God, purpose, meaning. Uh, I realized that when I hit my 50s, I said, well, geez, you know, if, if, if this goes normally as far as how much someone's life is going to last maybe i got 20 years left i'm 25 years and i started thinking well if that's the case um is there a god i mean i always believed in god i've been practicing catholic but like i really started to question those things uh and if there is a god is there an eternity and Mm. if there is an eternity where am i going to end up uh and i started thinking well I don't know. I was questioning, am I going to go to heaven? I don't, I might go to hell. So, so these things were like, that's terrifying, uh, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, and I had a, you know, so I had this, the Lord kind of planted a desire in my heart to question and pursue the knowledge of wh- who he was. And it took about 10 years. You know, I, yeah. uh, as I mentioned, I, I, you know, I was a Catholic cradle Catholic and I started searching and um, he led me to authors and, and uh, listening to CDs and reading scripture and the Holy Spirit really worked on me. And um, it led me to understand the uh, things that I questioned regarding Catholicism, the teachings that I wasn't on board with. Uh, I understood the brilliance, you know, uh, of, of Catholicism uh, by, you know, I read St. Thomas Aquinas and I was reading some contemporary authors like Peter Kraft and, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these kinds of writers that really showed the practicality and the logic of what Catholicism was. So to make a long story short, um, in my professional life, I was a music and film producer. I still did that, but I came to a point where the Lord kind of asked me to use my skills and talents 
toward the church, I was producing a lot of music and I had the opportunity to produce a Christian band and I knew nothing about Christian music. So I went to Nashville where all, you know, contemporary Christian music is created. I met and worshiped and hung out with Casting Crowns, Mercy Me, Amy Grant. I don't know if, if your listeners know some of these artists, but for sure, I, yeah. I, I didn't know any of these artists. Mm. And uh, uh, I immediately was struck by, uh, I'm a musician by trade, so I immediately was struck by the caliber, the talent, mm. uh, the deliverable, uh, the, the way they shared the um their faith. And uh, it was at that time when I was yearning to understand Catholicism, I I had a yearning like, I wish Catholics evangelized in a way that our evangelical brothers and sisters do. And that was the moment when, you know, the Lord, you know, walked into my heart, pierced my soul and said, look, you know who I am now. You have gifts and talents, use them for me. And uh, I kind of drew the line in the sand and said, oh boy, this is this is kind of heavy. This is kind of crazy. That's beautiful. I, mean, I love it. That's and, awesome. And uh, yeah, you know, I got a family, and I got you know, I'm self-employed music producer, and you know, I earned a living at. It. I was successful at it. So it took a transition of about five years to you know to organize and start the Array of Hope, uh, which did exactly that. We would create music, we create events and concerts, sort of like Steubenville on steroids at mm-hmm. your local parish, if you can envision that. Smoke lights. Um, modeled really after what I learned in Nashville through our evangelical brothers and sisters. And as I grew in my own faith, um, I realized what was lacking in the Catholic formation of most people, you know, and we injected that through our the way we sort of evangelized. Uh, we talked about the saints. We talked about the Eucharist. We talked about the importance of Our Lady. All of these things that most Catholics, I was very guilty of it knew nothing or very little about. Yep. And uh, that's, that's uh, sort of like the five minute sort of, uh, you know, elevator pitch and explaining to you, um, you know, how I became and, and, and got involved in creating a ray of hope. And unlike you guys, I haven't been in ministry 20 years. My, my, <laughs> my viewpoint and uh, a way that I evangelize and the way a ray of hope is structured is very, very different um, than your atypical sort of org- Catholic organization. But uh, did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'd be really intrigued, you know, at, at how many people have been, how many Catholics have been inspired by our Protestant brothers and sisters mm. in, in the way they worship and, and influencing them. Yeah. Now, I, I know that there's some fear there that like, like we lose a lot of Catholics to Protestants because of that. Sure. But I also think there's a lot of Catholics that are, that are woken up, that are woke yeah. because of that yeah. experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, and the part that fascinates me is the church historically has done such a good job with aesthetics—the smells, the bells, the, the the sacred art, and things like that. But in the last really generation or two, we have found ourselves outpaced in the digital era, right? Mm, and so, yeah. like, what what why can't we make something to where there's some production value yeah, to the yeah, events that yeah. we do, to the yeah. media that we produce? to the flyers we put out, like whatever it is, yeah. like there's not as much, there's higher production value that exists in the aesthetics in the Protestant world right now. And we have a long way to catch up. And some of the things that you're doing is, uh, is outpacing even them. And it's absolutely, yeah. it's, it's gorgeous, which yeah. makes people open to the message. We're used to consuming at a higher quality level. Why not consume uh, Catholic yeah. content at that level? Yeah. Um, 
it, in my secular uh, experience, uh, I created content, commercials, EPKs for uh, organizations and businesses and music organizations to attract a viewer. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, it has to be cool. It has to be relevant. It has to be articulate. It has to be motivating. It has to be of a high quality or, el or else the viewer is going to shut it off in 30 seconds. Yeah. So it's not any different. People respond the same way, whether we're talking about food, religion, sports, it's got to be intriguing. It's got to be relevant and it's got to be relatable. So what our evangelical brothers and sisters do is they, they create this, uh, uh, you know, uh, this, this, um, medium that is exactly that. And, and they do that really, really well. And Catholics are really behind the curve. So when I, set up a ray of hope that was first and foremost initially to create a conduit that was uh, as good or close to the quality of the message. If the conduit and the deliverable is so inferior, they're never going to get to the message. And yep. the, the point of Catholicism is that we've got the real message. We got the true teachings of the church that Jesus founded. So, you know, and that's what's missing in our evangelical brothers and sisters. They're missing the Eucharist. They're missing the sacrament. So um, to blend the two and, and bring people to that re that, to that truth. So why are, why Catholics are leaving the church is because the, the, the Catholic approach is so rooted in, I don't want to say old school and tradition, because that is beautiful, absolutely. Is. But you need to attract for them, anybody to understand what you had pointed out beginning. So if people understand why we don't do things as Catholics, they're going to leave. You, you put someone up in the front reading from a book in a very monotone, boring way. No one is sitting through that, mm. period. Mm. You know, um, and, and so that's, that's just one example of, of how bad it can get. But like so many of the, the things we do are not much further from that, you know, yeah. like you think about, you know, some of your RCIA classes, you know, religious education, some youth ministry. It's like, OK, this is why production matters, you know, and, and it looks like fluff to some people, but it, it's what actually like helps the message land, you know, because if you're if you're not relevant, if you're not um, moderately attractive, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I do want to clarify something for your listeners. Um, I, I'm not saying that rituals uh, and mass is not important. I'm saying that's the most important. I'm saying to attract people to the mass so people understand what's happening. Uh, we don't want to downplay what happens at mass or the rituals that occur because that is that is rooted in tradition that Jesus observed and, and gave clarity and and accredited to. So the point is we got to get them to a place where they understand the history of our church. And that is done outside of mass and how we draw people and how we evangelize. And right. And, that on-ramp, uh, that on-ramp hasn't right. Right been on. adequately the cultivated. The on-ramp. And, right. and other people have an on-ramp to a, uh, this is going to sound bad, but on-ramp to an inferior product, but their on-ramp is so attractive and so appealing that's and right. uh, and it's a growth area for us in the church. Yeah. And so a number of different uh, organizations and things like that have been doing, like Matt has said, kind of reading from a book, so to speak, in, in mm. regards to their catechetical formation and, and things of that nature. But guess what? Not this semester, not this fall, right? <laughs> yeah, they right. are going to they are going to depend on 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 digital technology. And I know that not everyone, some are, are going to do like a, a, a flip grid, a digital classroom, a virtual this, uh, yeah. at home studies and things like that. But 
their communication. They're not going to invite everyone up to the the parish hall for a parent meeting. They're going to have to do something digital or something uh, something like that. Yeah. And so we have a producer in the in the studio right now. You know what I mean. And so, what advice would you give the average parish uh, ministry leader who's listening and being like, "I need to set up Zoom," and uh, everyone kind of looks like a, a a sickly alien on Zoom with some of the the yeah. light, you know, the fluorescent lighting and the the different things like that. Just just three tips that that, that you would say from a producer mentality of like invest this money or purchase this or lighting is most important or this is what would you say yeah well um i want to talk about what we're doing the virtual events i would recommend for them to check out array of hopes virtual events but let's say they just want to connect connect with um their congregation their kids and whatnot um you gotta you gotta create something that is going to be appealing to maybe your kid or you so if you're just up there talking um you know, kids uh, and even adults, for that matter, have an attention span of 60 seconds mm-hmm. at best. So, you know, you, you've got to, you know, maybe bring in some videos or, you know, storytelling um, in, in, in the deliverable of the content. But, you know, you got to, you know, it's very easy to get like a USB camera to put on your uh, in your computer, a USB microphone that sounds good. You can get a camera now for under 100 bucks, a microphone for 50, 60 bucks, and that will increase your production value by tenfold. Um, you know, go and, and make sure that you're well lit, you know, make sure that the room is lit so you're not dark. I mean, it, again, it, it, subliminally, you know, if it doesn't sound good and if it doesn't look good, it's a, it's a turnoff. So you have to try to make it as high quality as you can, given what you've got to work with. And then the content, you know, you got to do your homework and, and you got to deliver content that's compelling. Figure out a different way to tell the story, you know, figure out, you know, don't change the story. But, yeah. you know, incorporate the story with your own personal experience. One of the things that we do here at Array of Hope, um, and you know what? The apostles did this, you know, and Jesus did this through the parables is to witness and share stories. You know, you know, storytelling is powerful. You draw people in through personal experiences and making it real, you know. Um, I think the worst thing you can do as a teacher, if you're just, like you had said, reading from a book and not making the connection yourself as the person trying to evangelize, if you don't feel it, they're not going to feel it. If you don't have the passion inside wanting to share and you're going through the motions, how can anyone receiving that feel anything? So, uh, I don't know if those are tips, but those are no, things absolutely. that we've learned. Yeah. So, so how are y'all doing that? Like, how are you doing that at Array yeah. of Hope? So, um, Array of Hope, uh, over the past ten years, uh, we've evolved into being uh, an event organization. We do concerts, multimedia concerts. Uh, we got recognized by doing youth retreats. Uh, it's funny; most people started youth retreats. We started at big family concerts, mm-hmm. and then people said, "You know, can you do this for our confirmation retreat?" And you said, uh, "Yeah." We can. We could do it. We'd try. We'd do it. Just, and, just to pause right there, like that is how all ministry should flow. It <laughs> should focus, start from the family, and then specialize. Yeah. Always yeah. start from the family. And that's something that I think this this COVID is really going to challenge some of our previous paradigms. Mm. Start with the family and then specialize. Okay. Thank you, Mario. Yeah. Well, you know, it is the bedrock of our church. The domestic church is where everything stems from, right? So um, yeah. but that's a good point you made there, Chris. So... um so 
when COVID hit, I, I remember it distinctly. I was in Nashville on March 9th. It was a Monday. I had to fly back to do a, a big confirmation retreat on a Monday. We did it as the team. Uh, we performed and shared our faith in front of two or 300 kids. And then uh, we had a weekend, two or three events the following weekend, and things just started dropping off and things got worse and worse. And we do, you know, between 50 to 60 events a year. Um, uh, and they just started dropping like flies, rightfully so. And then we ended up closing our ministry for two months and operated remotely. And um, I was thinking, well, you know, uh, we create content and our content is shared, but our events division is predominantly what we, we do. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, uh, what are we going to do? We've got no events. How are we going to share the faith? Thank goodness our social media platforms were doing really well. Um, we create content for um, television. Uh, it was a division that I started uh, simultaneously with Array of Hope because it, it was a natural for my skill set. Mm -hmm. So we create content for EWTN and we're on um, St. Augustine Formed. We have a television series called Fatima Gems. So those things, those things were going good, uh, but they're not sustainable to what Array of Hope existed in the first place. So I, I had to really think hard and discern and say, Lord, what do you want Array of Hope to do? And I said, well, you know, the messages were coming in, well, maybe you can do it digitally or, or you know, do some sort of virtual events. And I'm saying, boy, that, that the technology is so sketchy and so, so such a high learning curve. And it's just not, um, I didn't have a good positive feeling about it. Then I saw these sort of events spr springing up, these Catholic conferences. I'm sure you've seen them. Yeah. And we actually participated in one, the Chastity, uh, Chastity Project. We did something about three, uh, no, I guess it was about six or seven weeks ago from now yep. uh, in the summer. And I, we part, you know, I, I looked at it and said, well, this is, this is cool. But for what Array of Hope does, Array of Hope is very engaging and interactive. And we've always invited people to the stage. And we've always did trivia games. And we always invited the audience to participate in our music. And, and the format that I was looking at was more than nothing more than really just videos that people lodged in and listened to speakers. And there was very little, if any, live component. And I said, that's not going to work for Ray of Hope. We can't, you know, people are doing that. That, that That's not what Ray of Hope is. So I went on a deep dive to find the technology that would support an interactive uh, platform that will be able to be engaging, to be able to share films, to be able to perform music, to really do what we did in the live element. And it was hard. And mm -hmm. uh, I stretched uh, many uh, developers and, and said, well, you can't do that. You can't, why? You can't do that. Well, you know, I've always been a pusher. And uh, so to make a long story short, I found a platform that we, you know, that incorporates a multiple of things that we do. Uh, and uh, we created this thing called Rise Up, which is a virtual uh, retreat, a virtual experience that we can deliver to the church, uh, the catechetical leaders, DREs, youth ministers, to be able to continue their programs uh, in a way that will be compelling and exciting uh, in, in times of difficulty. So um, that's what Rise, it, Rise Up is. It's a virtual platform that, that, that people can subscribe to or be part of. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, the interactive aspect of it, because I think that that is one of my concerns as a ministry leader is I just don't want to send out, here's good stuff to consume. 
Great, I've consumed it. Yeah. Now what? Well, that's it. You know, what we, so we're like supplementing with digital small groups. We're doing things sure. to where we're, we're trying to do discussion questions for the families to engage each other. But but when you say it's a, a fully interactive virtual event, what does interactive mean? How do you guys do that? Okay, so when it starts, um, it's like you're at a concert. It just opens up, you know, and then there's a presentation or a, a host or someone speaks and, and kind of gets them adjusted to the interface, the form, and the form is completely malleable. So there's buttons that the user can click on. There's presentations, there's videos, there's, you know, slides. And the presenter will tell them, look, this is sort of like your home base right now for the next hour, hour and a half. Enjoy it. And it's intriguing and it's fun. So we immediately have a chat bar, you know, that most people are used to. So people can engage with the attendees and the pre presenters immediately. Then we have like, um, polls and discussions. So we, 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 we give a, we take polls of the audience. What do you guys like? You know, what food do you like? Just stuff to get them going. Real-time results. Yeah. Real-time results. It's okay. fun, you know? And again, my, my background is that let's not get to the meat of the matter right away. Let's get them comfortable. Let's get them enjoying themselves. We do humor. We play music. Um, and then um, the really exciting part comes through our virtual stage. And what the virtual stage is, is that we've developed where just like a caller on a radio show would call in to speak to the radio host, we have a call-in button. And the call-in button directs the participant into a virtual green room. And the idea is that we'll, just like at a live event, we say, hey, who wants to volunteer with our team? We have a trivia game we want to play with you. And you have a handful of games. How well do you know the Bible, song, and scripture? You know, who's that saint? All these things that people like to, you know, they're trivia. So it's fun. And so we'll, we prompt volunteers. The volunteer clicks on a call-in button. They go into our line, online producer in the green room. The, the producer greets them and meets them and said, look, you're going to go live. We read them the riot act. Look, if don't say anything stupid. Your, your, your family's watching. You know, we kind of tee them up and say, and, and this is what we're going to need you. And then we'll, we can control their camera, their microphone to make sure that they're t technologically sound and that we get the best quality from them. And then what the online producer does is they push them to the host or to me as the producer and they come into another platform and then I engage them immediately into the live virtual room. And all of a sudden, like Star Trek, zoop, they zip in and they're talking to the presenter and the presenter's asking them, hey, Joey, all right, what do you like? All right, listen, this is the game. You ready? And, and they're engaging in a virtual room where an audience is watching them with our presenters. And that's what differentiates us. We've developed a virtual platform that people can enjoy watching and be entertained by. And they can see other members from their parish community on stage in the event. It's not like we're, they're just watching a video and the whole parish is watching a video together. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But this is great. All of a sudden, the pastor jumps into one of those trivia games right. and it stumped that's the pastor or something right like that. On. And you're seeing that's your pastor. This Chris, is, you're giving yeah. it, you're giving away our, our secrets. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come out there and <laughs> yeah, it's cut more, the lines. <laughs> community, right? Commu yeah, Communio, right. yeah, the big secret of right. the church, right? And that's so great. you figure awesome. out a way to do that digitally. And and your focus is actually into specific communities. You're not just like, hey, here's an array of hope event or the rise up no. event. Everyone log in. You you go to a specific community, and we're gonna do this event for your parish so that it's Families that used to sit next to each other in mass are yeah. now interacting with each other virtually. Yeah, what's, what's cool is that we've developed a unique URL. It's completely secure. Um, you can't infiltrate it. We're not live streaming on Facebook or YouTube, although we can do all that stuff. This is specifically 
tailored for a parish or a diocese for them. Uh, we are going to be doing a weekly show, but that's something different. This is, you know, uh, specific toward what for a retreat purpose, you know. That's really neat. I mean, I think that's really cool. I mean, yeah. to, to be able to get the like, because like, like y'all said, like having just videos that people watch or even small groups like that are disparate or whatever, but have them be a part of the presentation yeah. digitally. I mean, that's really cool that y'all that y'all found that tool and were able to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and there's going to be, there's, there's, there, there's real catechesis in there. Our presenters are going to be sharing the faith. We're going to be offering formation to parents. I mean, it's a lot of the confirmation retreats that we've done live often, you know, parents are not there and, and there's a disconnect, but we're actually encouraging the family to experience what their child is doing. If it's a youth event, because then, then we can kind of make the connection and prompt questions within the parents as well. And uh, we found that most parents are so poorly catechized and have lacked the formation, even to help their kids. Yeah. Uh, and they end up, the kids end up knowing, knowing more than the parents. So this is a perfect opportunity to get the whole family on board to really experience something that's exciting like this. Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. And, and and I'm on the arrayhope.net and looking at the virtual event. One thing that I think is really neat just about the way that it presents itself um, in the little preview or whatever, is that everything is centered on like a face, Right. Because mm. the human emotion experience has really been masked. I mean, literally uh, to, to where we can't read as, as much emotion and, and things like that. And a lot of times when you're at the conference or the big events, you're 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 150 people deep into the crowd to where you're not able to see mm. that unless you're yeah. staring at the big screen there. And it almost feels like they're speaking directly to you. And I, I see that it's made to where it can be mobile on the phone, really effective, yes. which is what a lot of the youth are comfortable with. Yes. Or it can be on on, on, a, on a different screen, you know, the family around the laptop or whatever, to where it's, it, it can accommodate the family situation. Um, but I really love that it's still personal or that it seeks to still be personal. I guess personal is two, two people interacting, but it seeks to still be personal. Whereas sometimes a lot of, a lot of videos and YouTube videos, they're speaking to an audience instead of to a person. And, uh, and I, I, I think that that's, that's amazing. And I just see the way that you've centered every single face and they're, they're making eye contact with, uh, with the person. And that's something that you really got to train people. Even now I'm looking just down below the camera instead of right at the camera, which is something I, I is a growth area for me to be able to have an eye contact connection. But your team is like, you trained your team well, man. That's it's awesome to see. Yeah, I'm I'm proud I'm proud of the team. I mean, one of the things I learned early on in ministry is that peer-to-peer -peer ministry is really important. So we have a lot of young people that share with young people. Then and if we're sharing it to parents, I, I share my experience with parents. So, you know, um it, it's very effective when you have young people that are sharing the faith and looking right at them and and conveying, you know, their love for Christ. I mean, that's powerful when you can people feel authenticity, you know, if they're fake or just going through the motion, sometimes I think we're guilty of that as a church. Uh, often a lot of people are just going through the motions or, or doing their job and not really happy with their job. I think we need to be really authentic. We need to really, you know, share the faith in an honest way. And that's, what's going to be transformative for people. They're going to see it. I mean, people can read through, you know, people are very sensitive to uh, things that are real, you know, so you got to make it real. Absolutely. Have you run into any issues or challenges, pushback from parishes or dioceses regarding kind of safe environment and things like that? I know when you guys are in person, you guys get vetted and go through all the diocesan things, but I know some dioceses are very nervous or apprehensive about digital engagement. Have you been, have you faced any roadblocks in regards to that? 
Now, we haven't faced any roadblocks. So people have asked for it. I mean, we're all certified here at Array of Hope to meet those requirements. I mean, we, we I mean, um, I think there's more of a threat in a live situation uh, than there even would be on a digital because we're so exposed, in, you know, in the digital format. Everyone sees everything that we're saying and doing. We're in a live situation. There's a potentiality that maybe, you know, you might be with someone in a group uh, discussion and say something that only a few people hear. But, uh, but in answer to your question, no, uh, there, there's, there's uh, questions have come up and, and we always assure them, look, you know, we're, we're, we're going, you know, we're going by the book here. You know, we want to yeah. really be safe for everyone. Just, just recently in San Antonio with the virtual schooling that's taking place, there was a student who took his shirt off during the, the Zoom meeting and, uh, and, and made some comments or whatever. And uh, the school district is addressing it and blah, 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 blah. But one thing that I heard from you that I think is wise for us as ministry leaders is if we're doing those Zoom meetings or, or if we're doing kind of live digital experiences, that green room, that virtual green room is so important to prepare for whoever is going to be featured or showcased to be yeah. successful. And even at the beginning of uh, some of the the virtual meetings that I've done, the interaction, I set I set up some rules in regards to it. I'm like, make sure yeah. that there's something in the background that's not a parent walking by, but that you can, that, that no one would be, you know, running to get a shirt out of the shower uh, after they shower and, and things like that in the background, because we don't want that. Uh, but at the same time, we want people to feel comfortable in the midst of that and that there won't be a dog or a cat in the background running around distracting the entire community. And so prompting and preparing is a very effective way to do that. And I love that the, just the phrase of virtual green room just clicks with me. You know? <laughs> yep. And that's a good point you made. I mean, one of the one of the checklists that we have is that sometimes, you know, young girls are not dressing modestly. So it, it, we see them in the green room and say, look, you, you're going to have to put a jacket on or that's not going to fly, you know, without insulting them, of course. And, and we do it in a very tasteful way. But, you know, all these things are important because we don't want those accidents to happen, you know, yep. and and, uh, and that's very, very important. And, and the reason why I, I spent so much time and money to making sure that our portals are secure is because, uh, you know, we all experienced and heard about what happened with Zoom several months ago when the pornography was flying in or yep. inappropriate messages. I mean, gosh, if that ever happen at a youth mm -hmm. event forget it yeah yep. forget it you, you never was, get the audience back which means you can never, never serve the message you never get but the at the same trust. time scandal yeah yeah crazy that's the last thing we need right yeah yep. yeah amen <laughs> yeah well we are coming up on time um is there anything else you wanted to make sure and get in before we were done well, uh, if anyone listening wants to find out more about array of hope it's at a r r a y of hope.net Everything's on our website and we will respond to you immediately. Okay. On our website, we do have frequent come and sees. And what that is, is that let's say you're a youth minister or a catechetical leader or whatever, and you want to know more about it, we actually put you in a Zoom meeting or actually put you in the environment um, where we, we create these come and sees where you can really sort of like jump in the pool and get wet and see what it feels like before you bring us on. You know, and you're, you're welcome to do that. And it's on our website all the time. Um, you know, follow us on uh, on social media. We we do daily reflections, and we do uh, we have over 160 videos on the saints. Uh, we do a lot of we create a lot of content. We do the chaplet at three o'clock through our social media platforms. Um, you know, we're really working hard to serve the church. And uh, if anything that you guys uh, listening will get at, get out of this is that we want to serve you. Uh, we're a nonprofit entity. Uh, the only reason that we do what we do is because we're answering a call and being obedient to that call. So we want to help you do your job. 
And Matt and I have talked a lot in ministry about how it's important that we delegate. And a mm. lot of a lot of ministry leaders out there today don't have the same skill set in regards to digital ministry as uh, as as others do. And I just want to acknowledge, like, delegating or partnering is a better way to say it, with a ray yeah. of hope could really expand uh, the ability to reach. I think about this and just for your entire community, parishes, or even for youth events and things like that. Um, Ray of Hope not only has been there and done that, but they've done it well. They've also made some of the early mistakes. The cool thing is, is Mario got to make those early mistakes back when he was working for MTV or VH1 way back in the day, and he brought that expertise <laughs> to the Catholic world, which is amazing. So, uh, Mario, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. If people want to find you, email you a question or something like that, what's the best contact for you? Yeah, I mean, just go to the Ray of Hope site. All the contact information is right there, you know, and Perfect. they could find me and they can, you know... Uh, all, all the email addresses are right there. And they just say, look, I want to sp- speak to Mario. And I, I heard on my blah, blah, blah podcast. Not that you guys are blah, blah, blah podcast, but I heard you somewhere. And, uh, you know, uh, I will respond immediately. You know, uh, we'll really work hard at trying to do that. Excellent. Well, guys, they have a trailer um, that we're going to play after our outro. So stick around to listen to that. And we'll also post it on social media, of course, whenever we post this live. Excellent. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Let's continue the conversation online. Please send any feedback you guys have to mla at ablaze.us and share this podcast with someone. And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if we want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders and pray how you can engage people more effectively in this kind of digital era. We will see you guys next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. Thank you so much for being here, Mario. God bless. Rise up. Open your heart. Open your heart. Rise up. Now's the time to start. To start. These are historic times. And as we are struggling to find ways to continue our CCD and faith formation programs, Array of Hope is convinced we have found a solution. Array of Hope has created a one-of-a-kind virtual event personalized for parishes, schools, and other Catholic organizations seeking to catechize and evangelize in a COVID-19 reality. Welcome to Rise Up, a truly interactive, live, multidimensional virtual retreat. This virtual retreat brings together solid catechesis, personal faith stories from young adults, prayer experiences, musical performances, and live interaction. It's fun, it's engaging, and it's faith-inspiring. Ideal for confirmation retreats or other faith-building events, Rise Up enables parishes or dioceses to plan with more stability in the midst of the uncertainties of what reopening will look like. Rise Up, our virtual retreat is specifically designed to serve you and our church. So let us help you. Rise up.